Today, I am privileged to share on the subject, thankful because I am known. Is it up there? There it is. Thankful because I am known. As we know, you know, Thanksgiving is a few, a few weeks away, and uh, we are, I think last week, Northgate started with thankful because I am loved. Today, we're talking about thankful because I am known, and next week, I think it's thankful because I am sent. But So a few years ago, uh, God allowed me the privilege to go to a high school in Modesto, and at the high school, through the organization Youth for Christ, um, they, did, they, they did what they call point break, and actually, my wife, who's here with me, and my girls today, she's actually been to more of these than I am, so she, I should... I, I should have had her come up and and share, but she can correct me because she's good at that right now. (laughs) But in that in 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 that in that assembly with hundreds, maybe over a hundred students, they did something with what they called cross the line, cross the line. So I want you to imagine. I'm not going to ask you to do it, but I want you to imagine that there is hundreds of students on that wall. Okay. And the speaker is on this side, is on this side, let's say, and they, the students are on that wall, and they're said, they're asked to walk all the way up to cross this line. Let's say the line, imaginary line, is right there. And, and the phrase is, the, 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 ex, the whole exercise is this, is, if you really knew me, you would know that. And then there's a bunch of sentences. So, so for example, Okay, all the kids are in the line, and they're saying, if you really knew, knew me, you would know that I have a parent who is in jail. So kids would come by and then go back. If you really knew me, you would know that I or someone in my family has struggled with either alcohol, with drugs, depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that sometimes I feel alone, and then the kids that identify with that, and so on and so on. And they go through this list of different, different things. Obviously, it, it doesn't go that, that, that deep that quick, right? If you really knew me, you knew I ate this morning, and people would, you know, it starts off with that. But the whole point of that exercise is to sh- show the students that they actually have more in common than they think. That there's actually people, even around them in their school, who, who struggle with the same things, who battle with the same things, who are facing the same life circumstances as they are. The whole idea of, of this exercise and the whole workshop that's done or the assembly is to combat bullying and help the students understand that they are not, not first of all, they are not alone but also that there are more people struggling with the same thing. But it's interesting to me that they, they start off each phrase with, if you really knew me. And that got me thinking about us and our relationship with God. Because some of us here today could, could probably say, if you, re- if you really knew me, I am struggling with X, Y, and Z. And if we did this exercise, we would probably realize that some of us have the same battles and we're not even realizing them. But today, I want to focus on how we are, each of us are known by God and the three things that provides to us or that gives to us, if I can share with you today. Now, 
A few while back, I read this quote, which I want to share with you from Timothy Keller. And he talks about being known. So look what he says. He says, to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not love is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly love is what it means to be loved by God. Anybody can say amen to that. See, to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be loved but not really known for who we really are, it's, it's a on-the-surface type of love. To be really known but love is our greatest fear. Like, if they really knew who I was, if they really knew how I acted, if they really knew what I did, my fear is that I would not be loved. But today, to be fully known and truly loved is what it means to be loved by God. And today I want to share out of Psalm 139. So we'll be on Psalm 139. I'm going to share with you three things about being what it means to be, to be known by God. Can I do that with you guys? All right. So Psalm 139, we're going to start off with, there it is. We're going to start off with, with verse, verses 1 through 5. And you guys already saw my first point, but that's okay. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 5, look what it says. Yeah, it's up there. Out of the NLT, it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I traveled and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to read this again, but I'm going to need your help. Anytime we get to the part, to the, to the word, no, I need you to say it with me, all right? So let's practice this real quick. Verse 1 says, Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. Verse 2, you know when I sit down or stand up. You, I only hear this side. <laughs> all right, let's try this again. Verse 2, you, maybe it's the microphone that's in my ear. I can't hear this side. Verse 2, say it again. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. Verse 4, you know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. And you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessings on my head. Today, the first thing I want to share with you, if I get this right, is number one, being known by God brings us security. Say it one more time. Being known by God brings us security. In this life that we live in, in the situations that we face, in, in the life that we all have, in the, I'll call it in the craziness of life, we all face situations where insecurity comes to us. We all face moments in our life where we are insecure about 
how are we going to make it through this situation? We are insecure about how my marriage is going to survive this. We are insecure about what is going to happen with my kids. We are insecure. We, we face insecurity about the, the, the doctor report that he said that I got about my health. See, we all have moments of insecurities. doesn't matter how strong we act or how, how cool we think we are. We all face moments of insecurity. And I think the biggest insecurity that most of us deal with, or at least I know I deal with, is the insecurity of if people really knew who I was. It's what, what many people are, current, are calling what they call imposter syndrome. If people really knew who I was, they would realize I do not belong where I am. If people really knew who, who I was, they would realize that I am not fit for this job. If people really knew who I was, they would realize and they would understand that I can't do this. Whatever, fill in the blank, whatever this is in your life today. But the security that we have in God, the security that we have in Christ is that, you know what? He knows everything. He knows what you're facing. He understands where you're at. He knows your insecurities. He knows your struggles, your battles. He knows everything. And even with that, verse 5 says that he goes before me and follows me. He places his hand of blessing on my head. Even with all our insecurities and even with all our mess, His hand is over our life. Anybody here can look back on your life and say, you know what, I really messed that up, but thank God because God was there. Huh? Just me? All right, I'll lift, I'll lift both my feet, all right? Thank God because his hand was over me even when I messed it up. Thank God because his hand was over me, his blessing was over me even when I didn't deserve it. Amen to that. And I want to talk to, to you of an example from Scripture of a person who, 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 who tells God, you know what, God, I think you have the wrong person. The person who was insecure. Because I think the biggest insecurity that, that we, many of us struggle with is because we know ourselves. Amen? It's like, I know myself. And that brings insecurity many times. So in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5, you don't have to turn there, but I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you this story real quick. God shows up, God comes to Jeremiah as a child, and he's, he basically tells him, Jeremiah, I have a plan in your life. Jeremiah, verse, chapter 1, verse 5, he says, Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Jeremiah, I have a plan in your life. Today, fill in your name. God says, I have a plan in your life. And Jeremiah's first thing was, uh, God, um, God, I think you, you messed up because um, I'm just a kid. God, I think um, you messed up because I'm just a child. I don't have experience. I have no idea of what I'm doing. 
It reminds me of Moses in Exodus when God, God shows up to, to Moses and says, Moses, I got a plan for you. I'm going to send you to Egypt and set my people free. And God's like, uh, th- uh, sorry, Moses is like, uh, th- 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 God, I can't speak well. What are you facing today? What is that challenge? What is that situation where your biggest insecurity is because you know yourself? Because you know your weaknesses, because you know your struggles, because you know where you fall short. And it's, it's interesting to me because what, Jer- what Jer- God tells Jeremiah is, Jeremiah, you know what? I knew you before you were formed in the womb. I knew you before you were born. You think God didn't know his insecurities? You think God didn't know his struggles? You think God doesn't know our struggles today? But if we're talking about being thankful for being known, then the first thing we have to realize is that being known by God brings us security. Security in ourselves? Nope. Security in him. Security is in that he knows us just as we are, Security is that even with all the, all, all, the, all the struggles and even with all the pain and even with all the mess-ups, we have a security in him that he knows us and he still loves us. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that this morning. The second thing I see today out of Psalm 139, well, we, we'll read verse 14 and then 17 and 18. Let's see if I get it. All right. There it is. The second thing I want to share with you is because we have a security in him that he knows us and we know him. And that leads to a security we have about our identity. So look what verse 14 says. Thank you. Psalm 139 verse 14. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. That's verse 14. And then you look what verse 17 says. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. The second thing I want to share with you about being known by God is being known by God gives us identity. See, because your identity and my identity is not in what we do. It's not in our profession. It's not in how good we are at certain things. Your identity and my identity now as believers is in Christ. Your identity and my identity is in what God says about us, not what we say about ourselves. Now, a lot of us, including myself, say a lot of, not so nice things about ourselves. Those around us might say a whole lot of things about, about us. But your identity and my identity now are in what God says about us. He says, he says, he says in verse 14, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex, and your workmanship is marvelous. When he's talking about a marvelous workmanship, a a marvelous work of art, 
He's talking about what God created in you and in me. He's talking about what he has put inside of you. He's talking about our identity in him, who we are in him. And then he says in verse 17, how precious are your thoughts about me? Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause here because some of us, all, we, all we've heard all our life is how we are not good enough. And you might not hear that externally, but internally you hear it every day. You are not good enough. You'll never make it. You'll never get to what God has for you. Because what? Again, we all know ourselves, right? But it, it is in that moment, it is in, in that thing that each of us face, that day-to-day struggle, that we have to remember what God says about us and understand that because we are known by God, we have identity in him. I want to give you this, this quick example out of scripture. It's out of, out of Matthew. Matthew chapter 3. At the end of Matthew, Matthew chapter 3, Jesus is baptized, right? Okay? Jesus is baptized. I spoke of this more like la- oh, probably my last time, but I just want to remind you guys of this real quick. Jesus is, about, is coming out of baptism, and then there's a voice from heaven that says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You guys remember that in scripture? Matthew chapter 3, the very last, last verse. Jesus is baptized, and then it says, there's a voice from heaven that says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. All right? Cool. Immediately after that, in chapter 4, the Bible says that Jesus is taken to the, de- taken to the desert. He fasts for 40 days, and then he's tempted. And the, tempta- the temptation from the devil, is, is, is always, it always starts off with this phrase. It says, if you really are the Son of God, do this. If you really are the Son of God, do that. And in that moment, you guys remember what Jesus used to defend himself? A stick, pastor. No, it wasn't a stick. It wasn't bread either because he was fasting. Anybody remember? I'll give you a Starbucks card if you remember. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody looked up like, what? What Jesus used to defend himself in that moment is, Scripture says, I will submit to you today, that in our day-to-day walk with the Lord, every day, there will be moments where you will, be, you will hear that voice that says, if you really are a son of God, prove it. If you really are a daughter of God, prove it. Show us. And it is in that moment where, Jesus, where we learn from Jesus that his identity was not in the miracles he made and everything he did. His identity was in what the father said about him i want to i want to ask you today what does the father say about you not your father not my father but our father who is in heaven what does he say about you see there's a there's a song uh, that i think we've all heard i'm i'm almost guessing you've sang it here before from hillsong worship where it says i am who i say i am and and the and the not the chorus, but the bridge says this, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Now, don't ask me to sing it. I'll just read it. <laughs> My pastor, it was a good sermon until you started singing it. <laughs> 
Our identity is not in what we say about us. Our identity is when what God says about us. And we have, we have our identity because we are known by him. Being known by God gives us identity. So be, number one, being known by God brings us security. We have a security in Christ. Number two, being known by God gives us identity. It defi- he says who we are, not we or our situations or our circumstances. And the third one that I want to share with you is this. Being known by God leads us to worship. We have security in Christ. We have identity in Christ. And in response to that, we can now come to him in worship. Look what Psalm, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 says. It says this. This is the end of Psalm 139. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. See, after the psalmist writes Psalm 139, and he writes about how God knows everything about us and how God is in every place. See, because Psalm 139, basically, if we would have to summarize, Psalm 139 will be summarized in this. God is everywhere. God knows everything, and God can do all things. I'm going to encourage you to go back, read Psalm 139, 139 throughout the week, but you know, he, he, he is everywhere, he knows everything, and he can do all things. But when we get to the end of the psalmist, the psalm, the, psalm, the psalmist is responds after he writes about how great God's work is and how God is everywhere and how God has great thoughts about him. He finishes, he finishes up the psalm with, okay, now it's my turn for worship. See, he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out everything in my life that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Some of you are thinking, ah, that doesn't sound like a song, God, a uh, brother. Doesn't sound like a song, Pastor. Yeah, it's not a song because worship is does is not limited to songs. Let me rewind that. Worship is not limited to songs. And there are times we sing songs, but we're not worshiping. See, because worship is, goes much more deeper than just the songs we sing on a Sunday or even throughout the week. Worship is a heart posture. Worship is an inclination of our heart. You know what it is? It's a surrendering of our heart before God. It's a bowing down before him, not just physically, but in our heart. And that's why after he talks about all these things, he, comes, he ends the psalm by saying, God, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path 
of everlasting life. See, it's a response of God, I am bowing down before you because I need to draw close to you. And being known by God leads us to worship. Much more than a song, much more than a nice phrase, much more than me preaching a sermon to you or doing something in the church or outside the church. It's an inclination of our heart. It's an understanding of, of God. I need you to be on the throne of my heart, not myself. So search me, God. And I will ask you today, when's the last time you told God this? When's the last time you came to God before God in humility and said, okay, God, search me. Is there anything in my life that you need to cleanse? Is there anything in my life that you need to transform? Is there anything in my life that I am holding on to that I should not be holding on to? See, the psalmist, after he talks about the security we have in Christ, in God, and about the identity we have in God, it ends with, it leads him to worship. And today, my, my submission to you, my, my exhortation to you is this. May, may we be a people who are known by God. And because we are known, may that lead to worship. To true and humble worship. Much more than songs we sing. Much more than you know, saying the Christian phrases we all know to say. But a, a pouring out of our life before the feet of Jesus and allowing him to, as the psalmist says, search us and know our hearts. You know what, the, what the, the crazy thing is? He does know our heart, but now he wants to show us. He wants to reveal to us what's there. And I'm going to say it because somebody's thinking it. Pastor, that's scary. Yes, it is. Pastor, that's not safe. No, it's not. Pastor, I like, hold, I like holding on to this part of my life. So do I. <laughs> but it's in the realization, listen, in the realization of I have, a security, I have security in Christ, I have an identity of Christ. It's in that realization that our response can only lead to real worship before the Lord. So as I close out today, I start, we started off with, and I'll ask the band to come up. We started off with, if you really knew me. As I explained the example at the high school, if you really knew me. And God tells you, I do really know you, and I do really love you. You guys can come. I do really know you. I do really love you. And being known by God brings us these three things. Number one, being known by God brings us security. Being known by God gives us identity, 
And my hope and my prayer today is that being known by God leads each and every one of us today to worship before him. Where we can say these words. Oh, they're gone. Where we can say their words. Lord, search me. Lord, test me and know my anxious thoughts. And point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Today, I am thankful because I am known. And because I am known by God, I have security, I have identity, and this morning I'll worship him. So wherever you're at today, I'll ask you to stand. And I say, these, I say that phrase sometimes, wherever you're at today, and you're like, well, I'm here at Northgate Community Church at 1148. No, where are you in your life today? Where are you in your walk with God today? That's what I'm asking you. Wherever you are at today in that, I encourage you to come before the Lord and worship. Let us pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for not leaving us or forsaking us. Thank you because I am who you say I am, God. Thank, thank you because your word says I am chosen. Your word says I am loved. I am holy. I am separated for you, God, and, and that is my identity in you. Thank you because I have a security in you that you, you protect me, you go with me, that your hand of blessing is over my life. And thank you because of all these truths that I've heard today, I can, I can come to you, bow down before you, and worship you. So Lord, as we continue to sing, as we continue to worship you, I pray you continue to move in everybody's heart today. And thank you, God. Lord, today I am thankful because I am known by you. Thank you, God.